feel of light coming to me. Show me what I need to see. Welcome to the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria, an inspirational thought leader that offers transformational perspectives based on my unique experiences as a woman born without arms and legs. I feel like my life has been full of small victories that has led me to discover the greatness within. I believe that there is no summit upon which we reach our greatness. I believe it is a culmination of small victories achieved moment by moment when we turn toward the inward battle where we get to choose despair or hope, misery or miracles, defeat or victory. My goal is to awaken your potential, your purpose, and your power so that you can discover the greatness that lives within you. Think of this podcast as your weekly portion of tools, stories, and teachings that help you reflect on the small victories in your life. Thanks for tuning in and let's begin. Thanks for joining another episode of the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria. Fear. It's something each one of us knows intimately. Some fears can be insignificant, like fear of spiders, but some can have more impact on our quality of life, like fear of failure or fear of judgment from others. Regardless of the degree of fear, all fears hold us hostage. So any assistance in helping free us from fear is greatly appreciated. Here to talk with us about how to thrive in the face of fear is Jacqueline Wales. An astute observer of behavior, Jacqueline is endlessly fascinated by the messiness of being human and finds people who are vulnerable and honest about their struggles incredibly interesting and courageous. As the author of When the Crow Sings, The Fearless Factor, The Fearless Factor at Work, and the soon-to-be-published Fearless Women Leading the Way, she has explored human behavior and has asked the tough questions to discover hard truths for more than 35 years. While observing and talking with thousands of people over several decades, she has come to understand that the challenges we all confront are not much different, no matter who we are or what we're doing in life. Jacqueline, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure, Pauline. Thanks so much for having me. I am always looking for ways to look at my fears and confront them more head on in a way that allows me to move forward past them. And so when you connected with me, I was thrilled to have you as part of the podcast family, because I think it's something that a lot of us are aware of that we have fears. We know how it is stopping us from achieving success or whatever it is we want to pursue in life. And yet we can't move past it. So we are still prisoners of our fears. And so I'm very interested in diving in with this kind of work that you're doing. So I would just like to start with who you are and why you took such an interest in fear and helping people move past it. As a coach and and a facilitator and a speaker, author, I've been fascinated by fear most of my life. And the reason for that, it was very simple. I grew up in a very fear-based environment with an alcoholic father and a lot of physical and domestic violence and a general sense that life was hard and no expectations for anything better than that. Of course, my internal whatevers 
was always a bit of a rebel and and I had a, a real attitude growing up, which was, you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to figure out how to go do it. I made a lot of mistakes along the way and made, you know, talk about fear of failure. I didn't really consider failure to, to be a fear at, at that stage because everything I did was failing and it just happened to be what it was. So a lifetime of examining my own fears led me to understanding that if I did not understand or get comfortable with who I am and what I'm doing, it would be ruinous to the people in my life that meant my children. And I needed to do the internal work necessary to become a better version of me so that I would give my kids a better chance in life. And what I've managed to do in one generation is completely change the family dynamics. I mean, we have a very loving, very supportive, very encouraging type of family. And all my kids who are now adults uh, are all extremely accomplished in their own way, which is, is really quite magnificent. I was the first one to go to college. I was the first one to understand what it was to live a pretty comfortable life. Because again, growing up in poverty, that was the only expectation there was. So for all those reasons, the personal journey has been one of continual evolution. And so when I started my business of coaching, which is now about 17 years ago, but I'd already been a global nomad, I'd been a singer, I'd been an author, I'd done all kinds of stuff, lived on three continents, you name it. I've, I've definitely had my fair share of amazing experiences in life. But the point being is that I realized in conversations with hundreds and hundreds of women that there was this confidence factor that was missing. There was that sense of waiting to be found out, that fear of failure. And you laid it out so beautifully in the beginning where we all have that fear of failure, the fear of judgment, the fear of looking stupid, whatever the case may be. But here's the key factor. We tell ourselves stories in order to deal with that difficult uncertainty, that sense of anxiety, of fundamentally fear being about not being good enough. Talk to a perfectionist. God knows I know a little thing or two about that. What did perfectionists all have in common? They all have in common that things are never quite good enough. But it's not about external circumstances not being good enough. It's about the internal dialogue about whether you yourself are enough. And one of the things that's missing from people who have high perfectionism as, as a major uh, behavioral issue is that they lack self-compassion. And so if you lack self-compassion, guess what? The internal stories you're telling yourself are gonna be negative. You're no good. You're not capable. You're stupid. You're whatever negative voice you wanna put on it. And so I talk to, to my clients specifically about we all know how to be our own worst enemy. How about we learn how to be your own best friend? And think about how do you speak to yourself? What are the stories you tell yourself about how capable you are? I went through life for a long time telling myself I really wasn't very capable. I wasn't creative, didn't have much to offer. Well, how wrong could I be? I am one of the most creative people I know, frankly. And I'm always looking for ways to do things differently. But that's been an evolutionary process as well. So for the individual who's listening to this right now, I like to say this, fear is imagination based. And how we deal with those fears is based on the stories that you're telling yourself. Because what is imagination? Storytelling, very simple. And a lot of our fears are based on what will happen in the future, 
And we forget that this present moment is our only reality. And what do you want to create for yourself right now? You want to create negative stories? Go ahead. How far is that going to get you? Because the slogan for me is be fearless, see where it gets you. Because being fearless is not the absence of fear. It's the courage to take the next step. And by taking the next step, I'm not talking about climbing the entire mountain. I'm talking about take the next step, one little step forward. See where that gets you. Because you'll find out that when you actually go beyond the fear, which, by the way, fear matters to our success, simply because it's a driver and a barricade. When you start to dismantle the barricades, that driver that says, I'm on the edge of something important, it's making me uncomfortable, but I'm going to go there anyway. Because one of the primary things about coaching, of course, is get comfortable being uncomfortable because change is uncomfortable. There's no way around it. But if you're avoiding change because you're uncomfortable, you're missing the boat because that fear as a driver is what will make you hugely successful if you choose it. And there's a key word there, choose to be successful. And of course, the fear of failure is tied into the fear of success, two sides of the same coin. So there's a lot of people who are afraid of success. Oh, my life will change. Well, duh. Yes, it will. Hopefully for the better. Because if you're successful, it has changed for the better. And yes, has it changed your relationships with other people? Probably. But will they adjust? Absolutely. And, you know, there's this whole conversation about, well, if I change, somebody else has got to change and blah, blah, blah. It's not your responsibility to change other people. The only responsibility is change yourself. It's a long answer, but that's where I went with all of that in terms of why I'm passionate about what I do. Fear, there's too much of it in the world and too much of it is self-imposed. And we can, in fact, move beyond it. You did say so much, but A, it illustrates your true passion for it. And B, there's so much I want to dive into. I don't know where to begin. Okay, so let me try to go back and see what I can unpack first. Because in everything you said, all that was happening in my internal dialogue was, yep, me too. Yep, me too. Yep, that's me. And I could relate to everything you say. I'm one of those people that's afraid of success. I am a perfectionist. And when you said, it's not about the external circumstances, it's about the internal circumstances of not feeling good enough, that is where the fear sits. And that resonated so deeply to me, it almost made me afraid. Interesting. Here's where I would go with this. The fear almost made me afraid, which means you can feel the tinge of the fear. So then where I would go with my clients would be, so what do you think that's about? You know, when you say you have a fear of success, it comes down to what does success mean? Because I like to say that success is not just about I got a nice house, a nice car, lots of money in the bank and so forth. That to me feels like it's a tangential stuff. The success is an internal piece. How do I feel about who I am and what I've achieved in this lifetime? And so that's where I would go with, I could feel the fear of like, oh my God, I have to admit that that might be a truth in my life. I'm willing to be vulnerable and have a little deeper conversation about this because I feel like my fear is not 
uncommon. I feel like that fear of success is something that a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, suffer with, and it really does stop them. I love how you said fear of failure and fear of success are the two sides of the same coin. Most people don't think of that. They think it's very opposite and, and live in two different houses, but it doesn't. So if we look at fear of success, I can tell you for me that it's this idea or the pressure of, oh my gosh, if I'm successful, I'm going to have to maintain a certain level of performance or I need to always up level it. And so there's this feeling of like, oh, will this striving ever end? Or once I hit success, you're right. The change is what is very confronting. What would that look like? And am I willing to let go of my old self or old ways as I become successful? So if you were to talk with a client about that, what would you say to them? And would there be anything that you can give them in terms of exercises or practices or questions to ask themselves in order to help them move through that fear? So you just outlined some of the fears about being successful. It's like, can I maintain it? Am I capable? I mean, really bottom line, what you're saying is, am I capable of committing all the way to what that success might look like? And of course, I will automatically go to, so why are you doing what you're doing? Because you're not there to play a small game. You're there to inspire, to motivate, to do whatever you think is important. It's your passion. So first of all, you got to look at what is your commitment to success? And when we look at success, what does that really, really mean for you? You know, it may well be that it's not about the the status symbols. It's not about the tangible things that I just mentioned to you. Success to you might be, I feel really good about who I am. I feel really good about what I'm bringing to the world. I feel really good that in some way I'm helping to change the world one person at a time, which would be my piece. You know, I'm here to change the world one person at a time. So if I start achieving that, then can I own it? Can I own it? Because the piece about the fear of success is not just about, well, things have to change if I'm successful. No, it just means that you've got more money in the bank and you can actually do what you want to do with what you got. And do you have to keep up leveling your game, as you pointed out? Well, hopefully we do, because you don't want to ever be static. And again, as an entrepreneur, why did you get in this game in the first place? Because it's the most uncertain place you can possibly go to. We wake up every morning thinking, do we have enough clients? Do we have enough products? Do we have enough blah, blah, blah? And we have to keep iterating. And so success is really a process of iteration. It's not like a big golden globe out there. You know, there's that bright shining thing on the hill. Ah, This is a daily event. Success is simply I got up this morning I give gratitude for everything that I've got and everything that is coming my way. Very simple. So we make this whole thing about success far too complicated. And again, yeah, it takes work. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I am in the process right now of redesigning pretty much everything I'm doing. And I'm creating a program that I hope to launch in the new year. But Beyond that, I'm looking at the amount of work involved in all of this. And I highlighted all of my whiteboard the other day there. And I went, 
oh, holy shit, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Are you prepared to do all that work in order for you to be successful at what you want? And the answer is very clearly yes. But I understand there have been times when I just kind of drag my ass around going, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's fine. Don't really want to work that hard. I'm not sure I really do. But, you know, anything we want to achieve is going to take effort. And when we achieve it, we have to know that we deserve it. And that's where a big piece of that fear of success comes up. Do I deserve to be successful? That's the big question. So that would be a question I would ask my clients. Do you deserve to be successful? What do you think the answer is going to be? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So when you tell me you got a fear of success, is bullshit. Frankly, and I, this is how I talk. So, you know, no apologies here. I love it. Um, but the point being is that the stories we tell ourselves are the ones that hold us back from truly living our greatness. And we're all capable of it. And I'm not saying that everybody has to have you know, massive impact in the world. Just have an impact in the world that you live in and the world that matters to you, the things you care about, the things you're passionate about, the things that you can do for other people that will somehow help them make change in their life. Mm -hmm. That's why we do what we do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so if we go back to the question, do you deserve it? What if some people say, I, I don't know if I deserve it? Yes, yeah, some people do answer that. I don't know if I deserve it. And deserving is a big one for women in general. And again, I, I struggled with it myself. Do I deserve to receive? I'll give you an example. I married a man who was fairly wealthy. And we built a house in a very shishi neighborhood in Los Angeles. It took us three years to finally put it all together. And it was quite an undertaking. And it wasn't exactly a small house either. So... I'm about ready to move into this house and I'm with my therapist and I said, I don't think I want to go there. I don't think I can move in. She's like, are you crazy? You've just spent three years or more on the development of this thing and you've put all these details into it. It's a gorgeous home. What's up? I said, I don't think I deserve it because I didn't earn the money to make it big one right there. Now, given that I said earlier, I came out of poverty. So, you know, having any degree of Wealth was like, yeah, it didn't exist. But the deserving piece, not just for me, but for other people shows up a lot, especially in women. Even women who are at the top of their game. And I work with some really smart, accomplished women. And I have to tell you, even they struggle with, do I deserve this promotion? Do I deserve this new role that I might be put into? Or if they're being headhunted, do I deserve to, to go and take something that I've never done before? Because here's the thing about women too, you know this quite well. You give a new job to, you know, put it out there. A man will tell you if he knows 20% of it, even less, he'll say, oh yeah, I can do that. I'll go figure it out, say, so go along. A woman goes, let me think about this. Do I have 100% or even the minimum 80% of how to do this job? Then maybe I can do it. The maybe comes in. So we're conditioned as women on a certain level to step back. And what my work is all about and helping them to step forward and seize that success that you deserve because you worked hard for it. You earned it. 
So how does one step forward into the deserving so that they can receive? Because I can imagine fear essentially stops you from receiving. So here's where the fear stops you from receiving and not deserving it, is that the story you tell yourself is somehow you're not qualified. Somehow you're not credible. Somehow you didn't work hard enough. Now, all of that is the stories that are internal to you. And if you start turning the story around, like, yeah, I'm a hard worker. I give 150%. Yeah, I have gone through all of the machinations of promotions and dealing with terrible managers and all the different things that women go through or being demeaned by my male counterparts or all of the things that we as women struggle with in the workplace and in life in general. How many women are caretakers? I'll put my hand up. How many women are controllers? I'll put my hand up. And what is control, of course, is about keeping yourself safe. That's the dealing with the fear thing right there. If I'm in control and I've got everything under my control, everything's fine. Well, of course, you know, it doesn't work that way. So my advice to people who have a fear of success is challenge the stories you tell yourself. And as far as deserving is concerned, nobody gets to judge that except you. Nobody. So what are some steps that someone could take to live more fearlessly then? So first of all, start with examine the thinking. Examine the thoughts around the fear, the fear of being judged, the fear of being rejected, the fear of loss, the fear of humiliation, the fear of failure, the fear of success. These are all the ones that automatically come to mind. The other kind of fears like agoraphobia and fear of heights and so forth, that's a whole other story. But we're talking about the mental games that people talk. So start with, are my fears true? Do I have empirical evidence? that that's true, that will happen, that is happening and so forth. Nine times out of 10, the answer is no, it's not. I just made shit up. (laughs) And if you've got a coach or you've got somebody who's holding you accountable, they're going to challenge you. You know, I mean, people come to me for my coaching simply because I'm going to tell you the truth every time. If I hear your story and I think it's bullshit, I'll tell you. And then you have to go deal with that. Because what's your investment in telling yourself negative stories? What's your investment in holding on to stuff that for fact isn't true? Because remember what I said earlier, when we're in fear mode, many times we're in future mode. Oh, I'm going to lose my job. Oh, I'm going to have no money. Oh, I'm going to be a bag lady. You have evidence? Do you know that to be true? No, 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 no. But, you know, if I keep going the way I'm going, that's what's going to happen. Well, yeah. That's probably it. But what happens if you take a different kind of a step? What happens if you actually step into that different vision of why the hell shouldn't I be successful? Why the hell shouldn't I have what I'm looking for? Why shouldn't I have a good relationship? Why shouldn't I have a great job? But yeah, do the work necessary to get there because wishful thinking doesn't get you there. That's the start. Then you got to start taking the actions. That's where too many people sit back. They go, it's too hard. Don't want to do that. Okay, there's a choice. Because there's the other thing about this. Fear is a choice. We get to choose how you think. You get to choose how you behave. I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. But 
remember that you get to choose who you want to become. And it was Carl Jung who actually said that. My past may be something, but I get to choose who I want to be in the world. I think that's what's scary for a lot of people is that they get to choose who they want to be, that they get to create themselves rather than be created by external circumstances, our families, our past, and so on. And that means we have to take personal responsibility for who we are and how we show up in the world. That's, that's exactly right. And that's the bottom line is take responsibility for you. It's nobody else's fault. Circumstances can get in the way. Hell knows. I've been through enough of my own to know this to be true. Circumstances can get in the way and it can limit you from where you want to go and what you want to be doing. But you get to choose again. What circumstances do you want to be engaged with? You know, you might have some toxic people in your life that frankly, you don't want there. Well, what are you going to do to choose to move away from them? Yeah, it might be hard, but you have a choice. You can do that. This interview has been very insightful. You know, one of the things that I always struggle with, and I think a lot of people struggle with, is when things are going really good. Your relationship's good, your career or your business is good, your kids are good, everything's good. I'm always waiting for the shoe to fall. You know, like, okay. I got to appreciate now because there's something right around the corner. And that is such a terrible place to be because even in the joy, there's still fear. Well, yeah, it's a very common thing, as you just pointed out, waiting for that other shoe to fall. I used to call myself a chaos junkie because if things got too comfortable, I would make a mess of it and it would get really chaotic again because chaos is what I knew. I grew up in chaos. I created chaos in the early part of my life. So chaos was very, very familiar to me. So when things started getting really cozy and comfortable, like building that new house and needing to move into it and starting to think about, did I really, can I do this? Do I deserve it? That's the piece where we go back to the old habits. So when you're sitting around waiting for the other shoe to drop, you're missing a tremendous part of the current joy because the truth of the matter is life is cyclical. We go up and down all the time. You know, you have your good years, your lean years. It's kind of like biblical in some ways. We got the seven years of plenty and then we get the seven years of what the hell happened there, you know? (laughs) Okay, so I would like to end this interview with some practical steps that someone could take because, you know, fear is there. Would you suggest that people just take action anyway? Or is there something that they need to do prior to taking action? Just take the action. Susan Jeffers wrote about this 30 odd years ago, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, I've just finished an interviewing series for my next book, Fearless Women Leading the Way. And I've interviewed over 60 women at this point in time. And what do I hear from those who are successful? And these are highly accomplished people. They found that when fear interfered, with their life, they found ways to move beyond it, whether it's determination, perseverance, having faith, trusting, just do it. I mean, I would hear all kinds of reactions because I I asked the question, what is your fearless factor? And so when I asked that question, it's really around what happens when fear shows up? What do you do with it? 
Do you allow yourself to just sit in it and go, well, it is what it is and I can't do anything else, which again, in my book is not true. And so what small action step can I take to move me beyond this feeling of being stuck, feeling like maybe I'm not capable, not confident. People ask me all the time, how can I be more confident? And I go, just keep doing it until one day you look back and you go, it doesn't bother me anymore. I mean, I've reached a stage in my life where I like to say I'm on the short end of the stick. So you reach a point through years of wisdom, and I'm almost in seven decades at this point in time. You know, it's like at this stage of the game, I kind of know who I am. I kind of know what it is that I'm trying to do. And for younger women, this is the journey, but there are shortcuts. And I think I've just offered a few shortcuts today, but start with your thinking and start with taking some action and don't wait for other people to determine whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, because only you get to choose. Awesome. You know, you said most fear is because you made shit up. And I would challenge our listeners to, yes, make shit up. But how about making that whatever you make up be amazing? Yeah, make it positive. Yeah. When you hear a negative message in your head, like you've done something and immediately you want to call yourself stupid. Well, let's hold that for a moment, shall we? And ask ourselves, who's doing the talking? Because I bet you what you like, that message was implanted at a very early age and it wasn't put there by you. It was put there by somebody else. My dad told me for years I'd never amount to anything. Did I believe that on a certain level? Absolutely. I got told it enough times, but I had to prove him and me wrong. So prove yourself wrong. That's that's another big one. Prove yourself wrong. Yeah. And I love how you say fear is future projection and it hasn't happened yet and it may or may not happen ever and so keeping yourself mindful of staying in the present and doing what feels right right now I think is good Jacqueline thank you so much for showing up for living your life and then learning from it and now helping other people live a fearless life there's just so much that you offer as a coach, as an author. So anyone that is interested in any of the books that Jacqueline has written and is coming, please check out the show notes. We'll link all that in the show notes for you to be able to access and learn more about Jacqueline. And perhaps if you are ready, and like Jacqueline said, it's a choice. You have to choose to let go of the fear. So if you are ready to let go of the fear, and choose to step into your power. Check out Jacqueline on her website. Again, those will be linked in the show notes. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we say goodbye, Jacqueline? No, I think you've just said it quite clearly. Remember this, fear is imagination based. And if you have any empirical evidence that your fears are true, then God help you and move beyond it. But if you have no evidence to back it up, it's a story, change the story, make it positive. And practice the positive thinking. It makes a difference right there. Here are this episode's takeaways. We all know how to be our own worst enemy, but how about learning to be our own best friend and thinking about how we speak to ourselves? Fear is imagination-based. How we deal with our fears is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. Success is a continuous process of iteration. 
My past may be something, but I get to choose who I want to be in the world. Carl Jung. Just keep doing it until one day you look back and say, it doesn't bother me anymore. Thank you to the listener for tuning in to another episode of the Small Victories podcast. Nelson Mandela said, courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And I believe that fear is inescapable, but not impossible to overcome. It is in our courage that we are victorious. Thanks for tuning in. And until we meet again, be blessed. Angel of light, come into me. Show me what I need to see. You are my pathway into the light. Lead me from shadows to Show me what I need to see.